Welcome, everybody, to Mandatory Fun. You are going to have such a great time, I can assure you, because this is the Loud and Drunk Podcast, and I am Dan. Moses, what do you love the most about Mandatory Fun? Because the company is always watching, and if you are not fully on board with Mandatory Fun, then you are fired. All right. Well, first off, this could have been an email. Second (laughs) off, uh, I enjoy the pizza because that's the only way that you can legitimately show appreciation for someone who works for you is a pizza party. It's true. It's the only way you can do it. It's how I show love. It's not raises. It's not, uh, you know, extra money or uh, no one cares about No one cares about money. They care about the show of affection. It's the pizza. People care about pizza. I agree. Justin, you are one of the few people that share the kinship with me of having that struggle with the federal government in terms of the mandatory fund. You have to show up to this and you have no option. You have no choice. At least in the civilian sector, you could be like, oh, I'm sick. In the military and in the federal government. Oh, no. Are you half dead? You better show up to the mandatory fund. Yeah. Um, just under 20 years of service for the Fed now. And, uh, yeah, there will be some stories popping out shortly. <laughs> I also worked for a corporation or two before that, too, that have some equally dumbass shit that I had to do. So I can't wait for this episode. It's going to be fantastic. Robert Smiles here. Just very happy to be here. Uh, always trying to bring positivity to the conversation. Excited to be on the show. I've noticed a lot of negativity about corporatism, but I would actually like to bring a different light to that. I think that corporations have done a lot for this country, and I think that corporations have done a lot for the people in this room, but we'll get to that later. Dan? Corporations have done a lot for us, but there's one company that we like more than all the other companies. The Underground. Located in historic Smithville Village, on the way to Atlantic City is Jersey's coolest proprietor of rock and roll and punk rock apparel, horror merch, posters, accessories, and more. You can find them online at theoriginalunderground.com. The Underground. It's a bad store for bad people. I'd also like to take this time to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. We are on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, Rumble, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. If you are watching us on YouTube and Rumble, smash that like button. Leave us a comment. Share this video with your friends and get in on the conversation by joining us on social media at Loud and Drunk on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Well, guys, we've all been around the block in terms of corporations, having public or private sector jobs. I haven't worked at too many uh, corporate-ish jobs, but there was this time where I was working in a warehouse and they have their Christmas party. Now, to me, a party involves alcohol in any respect, because when I was working at um, a medical facility, they had a little Christmas party at someplace else other than the building that we all work in, not this warehouse. (laughs) What uh, part of the job was at Midday was to clear out the loading area so they could set up tables and chairs. Yeah. And it's nice working for your own party. Well, yeah. And, <laughs> and it's like, all right, fine. I'll do that because it's better than the actual job or the actual work. So fine. I'll do that. And we did that. And what happens is, like, most of the days I was working there, I was either high or drunk or both. And this was known, kind like, it was kind of obvious and <laughs> known by. Anybody who worked there, but I was still good at my job, which it's hard not to be. And so they were like, oh, no, he's a drinker. And they were like keeping an eye on me at the time because it was a holiday party. So, you know, everybody's going out to their car every five seconds to quote unquote have a cigarette. Uh (laughs) Uh And so uh, then we all have to 
meander back in when they're starting the party and the higher ups that work in the office, they'd come out, say all this uh, rigmarole of, oh, you know, numbers are up, things are down, you know, whatever. (laughs) And the HR lady had her eye on me the entire time. (laughs) Like I'm just, like I'm in the area and I'm just strolling back in because I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) And she knows I don't care. They're up there congratulating whomever on greatest sales or whatever yeah. the fuck they do. And so I go into their garbage, uh, their garbage can full of sodas. Oh yeah, the good old garbage can yeah. full of sodas. <laughs> and I dig, I dig myself out. It's a little. It's called. It's a. It's a thank you container. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm appreciative of it because while they're doing like they're up to the the one who made the most money overall for the they year. They get two sodas. Well, I took the soda out and I cracked it. It sounded quite like this. Oh, there it is. And it stopped everything. (laughs) And everybody looked at me, and I put it in a koozie. So you couldn't tell that it was a soda. Uh So they all assumed, it must be a beer. (laughs) And they're all staring me down. (laughs) Like I just murdered everyone. How dare you bring a beer to this Well, The beer was in the car, and so was was the Hennessy. (laughs) And... And they were staring me down, and then they continue on. Like, there was a good five seconds of silence that you could hear a pin drop. And then they continue on with their thing, and then I just start. <laughs> yeah, like, a, it was a longer one because yeah. I had better lungs back then. <laughs> but And just interrupting it in the most mundane, and I was like, that's what it's here for, isn't it? Is to have fun. So I was having fun. They just don't appreciate my type of fun. And then the HR lady came up. She's like, oh, you know, you can't drink here. I'm like, but it's a Sprite. My sugar's low. Sorry. Oh, I also didn't notice any diet soda here. That's weird. Mm. <laughs> and then she's Do like, you oh, my diabetes. And then she starts stammering and whatever. And then they continue on. And then I got properly, uh, I would love to say wasted, but there was just too much cocaine going on that I couldn't get drunk. <laughs> Going on with that, Moses, when I was in the Navy, uh, we had a mandatory fun um, occasion when I was in uh, my last year. I was in like security detail. We were going to have a picnic, this, that, and the other thing. And I was like, I don't really want to show up to this thing. So I was literally telling my roommates, it's like, listen, I'm going to drink to like access. I'm going to call you guys and be like, can you pick me up at some point? <laughs> so I show up there and I'm like, I, I think at that point I was only drinking beers. Sure. So I was just like, I brought my beers, I'm drinking them. And then one of the dudes uh, in security that I was hanging out with, he's like, hey man, I got sake. And I'm like, ooh, ooh. I have an early exit excuse ah. now. So I'm like, yeah, man, let me let me try some of that. It's like nine in the morning. Yeah. That's <laughs> the time to drink sake, though. Yeah. One of the uh, one of the chicks it's breakfast that, wine that was <laughs> that was in the security detail was just like, what are you guys doing? They're like, we're drinking sake. And like, disgusting. It just like walked away. <laughs> Fucking prudes. <laughs> Fucking prudes. Yeah. What's disgusting is judgment. It's yeah. 2023. Know your place. Well, it was it was just like 2007. Oh, even matter, worse. <laughs> even worse. <laughs> so needless to say, I had a few shots of sake mm. and I realized oh I am now noticeably fucked up like all right here's what I'm gonna do I'm just gonna Irish goodbye the party yeah get into my car and just be like all right I'm I'm good I'm good guys come get me <laughs> send send two of you yeah yeah <laughs> I'm putting in neutral you'll find me <laughs> <laughs> my first job that I had that was for any uh, large corporate entity I only lasted a month there, and this is the story of my last day. So it was New Year's Day. 
I was working for Best Buy. Oh my God, I also yeah, have a Best yeah. Buy story. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I figured you probably would. <sighs> we didn't work there together, but around the no, same time. I know. Yeah, go ahead. So, assing ships. We, we, <laughs> my friends had a big, you know, party, New Year's Eve party into New Year's Day. Blah 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 blah. Got fucked up. I had to be at Best Buy for a pre-opening meeting. Oh yeah. That's a thing. Where this this is my first one of these and my last. Mm. I go in there, I'm fucking stinking of probably <laughs> something awful. <laughs> like horrible. You've been hosed down in Rumplemans. Per- <laughs> I, I think it was even worse. I think it was its nasty cousin. Uh, uh, what was that? Black called? House. Black, Black House. house. Uh, Black House of Blackouts. Yeah. So we get in there and they make us like stand in a circle and we have to do this chant who's best buy my best buy chant. Oh, oh god. my god. And everybody's very into it. Isn't that weird? Yeah. That like everybody drinks the fucking Kool-Aid? Yeah. yeah. And like I, like I said, I'd only been there a month. I walked out the front door Best Buy that morning yeah. as re- after as- that meeting and I'm like, yeah. I can't do this. That was the right move. And then I got hired by the Fed a week later. Yeah. Made yeah. worse choices. Well, I'll, I'll follow <laughs> up on that. Um, that reminded me of two other stories though, but yeah. you go ahead. So it begins the same way. Yeah. It was, uh, I was working at Best Buy. This was my first meeting of, of one of those. I worked in the audio department. Indeed, I got there early for the thing. I was not as hungover as you described, but uh, I got there and they're all in a circle. And it's like, I'm looking around at people that like, I've only met somewhat recently, but like you form fast connections. Yeah. yeah. And some of these people, I'm like, you know what? I like this person. I could get along with them. I Absolutely. might enjoy working with them. We all work for the man, but whatever. Yeah. At and the now end of the we're day, we're in this circle. Yeah. Now we're in this circle and I'm just like, all of a sudden transported to Jonestown. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And, and they're like all about doing this circle thing where you all have to put your hands in yep. and everything like that. And like, there was no reason to be there on the note of like, you know, this could have been an email a hundred percent. There's no reason yeah. that we were there. Um, you're just telling us things that we already knew, like do a good job and, you know, clean up your department yep. and sell things and that's it. And they all put their hands in. And I was just like, I was also like very lackadaisical. I'm not a morning person. So like I wake up early, but like I'm not actually awake until noon. So I'm just like a, I'm an entity that exists there. Like an observer of this scenario. A ghost. Yeah. And to me, it feels like no one can see me at all. Like I'm just like still in my bed. Right. And then eventually I'll be at work. Yeah. But like somebody like looks over at me and they're like, give me like the the eyes. Like you're going to put your hands in. And I was just like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) It's like. But I am into this because I'll say whatever you want me to say to get my like $10 an hour. (laughs) Like whatever it is that you want, I'll just do that. And then I I didn't do that. And I think it was that fucking same night that they were like, you need to vacuum the floors of your department. And I told them, I was like, I'm just not going to do that because it's not my job. I'm not a cleaning person. Right. And they were like, well, you you need to do that to keep your job. And I told them, I was like, listen, we, we all know that there's a Mexican family that's off the books that you pay to come in here and clean this whole fucking place at 5 a.m. And you don't pay them fairly for their work, but they make this place immaculate and there's no reason for me to do their job. And I'm just not going to, I'm not going to do it. And then I got fired, which was fun. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Best Buy, great company to work with. Best Buy, fantastic. I loved working there. Are they still in business? They are. They are. are. What do they do? 
Now. They they still sell like bullshit electronics uh, for too much money, and uh, but then what they did to to save their business is that they sell that shit online now because apparently yeah. that's a thing. The internet people buy stuff online. I have days. heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah it's mostly an order online, go pick up at the store type situation yep. now, as opposed to going there to like yeah. walk around and browse. That didn't work well for Sears. <laughs> Well, Sears did it about 50 <laughs> years too late. I'm just saying. So, I mean, I'll give Best Buy that, that they at least, like, read the fucking room. <laughs> right. yeah. Whereas Sears is like, ah, oh, man, this internet fad, that's going to pass. Because <laughs> you used to work for one of them, too, right? I worked for Sears. Oh, yeah. it was Sears. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I worked for Sears. I worked for Sears before Amazon was a thing. I was a kid. And they were just as backwards with that. Uh, not to go too off on a tangent about it, but my favorite thing working there and there, as they called it, the design department. Uh -huh. um, it was marketing, so you would hang up the signs. Oh, you would okay. Bullshit yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. that. And one day they were like, we have this like loft up on the roof where we have like old fucking you know, bullshit design stuff, you know, marketing shit. And we need you to clear that out to make room for new shit. And they, just like Best Buy, did not pay you anything. Right. So I don't know why they expected uh. anything, because, like, I was a kid, and, like, they paid me nothing. And, like, I was just a body. Like, I would just, like, move stuff for you. And that's, like, that's the bare minimum that I would do. And I would, I was happy to do that. I'm happy to do my job. But, like, I'm not going to, like, go above and beyond for you. So as opposed to Best Buy with their, like, let's do hands in the circle and pretend that this is, like, some sort of a cult that we're all a part of. With Sears, it was just go up there, we'll leave you to your own devices and just get that stuff out of the loft and into the dumpster downstairs. So just walk it down the super fucking shitty, dangerous, steep, concrete staircase that we have. Like that, Asbury. Yeah, uh, kind of like that. that, yeah. that, that Where it's just it. like, there's no safety at all. <laughs> and like, when I say that it's steep, I mean that it's like dangerously steep. Like, you, like it's like hiking. Up like the, <laughs> it's like you're like mountain climbing to a degree. And they were like, go and do that, but we're also not going to wash you because we're not paying anyone to do that either. <laughs> right. Just, right. No one's getting paid. And we just want you to do this thing. And I was up on the roof, and this is why working at Sears was better than working at Best Buy, is that that they just like left us to that and there was like all the weird bullshit up there but some of the things were mannequins and they were like just get them into the dumpster at the <laughs> ground floor and then and like and they like implied like just walk them down these stairs off like, the roof well right? i'm just not gonna do that uh, it's just not a thing i'm just i'm not gonna like risk my life for sears i don't fucking care so we began throwing them off the roof nice. and and i'm not proud of this i'm not like condoning this for anybody but we were kids, you know, right. we were like, I don't know, 18, maybe 17 mm. to 20 years old. And it wasn't long before I realized that we could just throw these mannequins right into the road that was directly <laughs> to, the, to the dumpster. So I totally did that. And it obviously looks like a body. Right. And, um, and man, the amount of fear that we put into people who were just trying to go to the mall. It was, uh, and again, I'm not proud. I'm not trying to gloat about that, but that was a thing. I and will I, condone this action, these yeah. actions, because that's the right thing to do. I would go back and deal with the slightly lower pay and the guilt that I do feel from like throwing <laughs> mannequins into people's cars. I would go back and deal with that for a thousand years before I would ever deal with Best Buy's fucking oh put your God. hands in a circle oh, right. so and let's, let's so all yeah. drink Kool-Aid together yeah. because we're all a part of the Best Buy family. Imagine that life where you actually believe in that, where you're like, I'm a part of the Best Buy family. If you feel that way, just fucking kill yourself. That's the end of it. Now, say it room. in your best Dom Toretto voice 
now. Gee, this is a part of your life. That's not him. It doesn't matter. This all is right. the only voice that I have. All right. all about if, family. I, if, if the way that you feel. Fast and the, the Furious had feel. puss in boots. <laughs> it is all about family. No. That's actually one of the things that I actually wanted to talk about. The corporate culture, culture, so to speak, is that, you know, it is a cult. You sign up to work for, like, Amazon. You actually have a title. You're an Amazonian or whatever the fuck they're actually called. It's like, instead, it's replacing an actual, like, oh, no, you're actually a part of a family here. I see it in the corporation that I'm a part to. I will not name them because, you know, I work there right right now. But you're a part of a family. You're not a part of a fucking family. I'm here to collect a paycheck, do my job. Work the eight hours and move on. It's family, Im- family implies that you actually do care. Yeah. About yeah. whoever's a part of it. Yeah. You know. But like, also on that point, like a lot of people don't like the fucking family. I mean, yeah. that's you true. Know? So the, that doesn't mean anything I mean, to a lot of people. That said, they're they're obviously not talking about the negative side of it, but it's like when you say family, you're implying like I got you, I fucking got you. You know, if something goes south here, you know, if Sears somehow manages to make a mistake, and that's not going to happen because we're killing it. <laughs> Sears is just like an amazing corporation, they are. top of the food chain. But like, God forbid, something actually goes even a little bit south at Sears, I got you. I'm going to take care of you. I give you my word. Absolutely, yeah. And and that's true. That is what, is what happened at, at Sears. They did take care of me, and uh, that's still a thriving corporation. Yeah, it's going <laughs> and, great. Uh, yeah, it's going very well. And um, honestly, I'm pretty well off, guys. I work for the redheaded stepchild of government agencies. They do that all the time, the family speech. Yeah, so we yeah. have these things called the service talks, basically, oh, where they bring everybody in. It's not quite like a circle like Best Buy where you got to like put your hands in. Everybody's very reluctant to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Super awkward. But like anytime anything happens, you know, the, the higher ups, they'll bring in higher agency people from overseeing positions from region. And like that's all they say. Well, you know, we're all a family here and, you know, we all got to make sure we take care of each other and blah, 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 blah. I care about you. They're just like trying to like foster this culture of not so much the family aspect, but they're trying to, I think, peg the people that are willing to narc out their so-called family members. Oh, yeah. It is about finding out who's a rat and who is obedient. Yeah. Yeah. Some people want to go along with that because they have no other identity. Right. Like, that's what it was. Like, that's what I was trying to like say that I said poorly, but it's like at Best Buy, it's like some people gleefully put their hands in. Oh, yeah. And I'm looking at that. And I'm like, I thought that you were a human being, <laughs> but it turns out that you're a fucking moron. Yeah. But that's what it is. You want to find those people that do drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. And on the note of, of it being a cult, that's what you do when you're a cult leader. Yeah. You're not going after people that like know who they are and know what they're worth. You're going after people who have no identity. And then you just say to them, it's like, man, listen, all these other groups, they've been abusing you. Everybody, they don't care. But you know who cares? I care. Yeah. I care about you. Uh, it, it's, and I it's want wild. you to be a part of my family. But yeah. I can't give you any attention. And I also Especially can't love if you, you need it. Yeah, no, certainly, yeah, no. Yeah, if no, you especially need it now, you're done. I don't care what you need. I just need you to follow me, and I'm going to take care of you in the end. And uh, there's going to be a nice piping hot glass of uh, Kool-Aid for you. Oh, that sounds delightful. I have, uh, on the opposite end of that, uh, I've been to a Walmart where they were doing this <laughs> during work hours. Oh, and- wow. They were, there's like the next shift, I guess, were circled in the back of the store. I was looking for a battery and who knows where those are. But they got together and started doing that. I can't remember exactly because I was just so amazed that this was happening. 
I'm but, like, well, I know Mark, I didn't well, do LSD Mark, today. Well, and I would think it was something akin to that, like, who's Walmart? We're Walmart. Like, it was like a who dat kind of fucking thing. Like, <laughs> like, or the, how the fucking Chicago Bull, like, you know, who's up? Oh, you know, hell, like, the Walton. Yeah. <laughs> and, it was, and I'm standing there. and we I got protect this Mark. <laughs> and I'm a customer. And I just have something in my hand that I had a question about. And I'm watching this go on. I'm like, nah, this can't be real. What and you, it's happening. What? Like, it's forming. Like, it's like watching fucking, uh, like, a natural. Geo thing where oh here they come together to uh, you know <laughs> the noble Walmart manager stalks his Con- prey yeah to con- consummate the relationship and know who is on top and who is what and they do the and- exact same thing as what you're describing they do that at uh, at Home Depot which I believe is the second largest corporation to Walmart and I walked in there for the exact same thing as what you're describing so they bewildering did, they did the announcement over the fucking like the telecom oh, or weird. whatever the fuck it's called yeah. they did that and I heard it and I didn't like think much of it because it didn't apply to me right but then like i saw all of them like migrating <laughs> and um and there was like there was clearly like bosses in there because they had polos on they had, like fancy uh, yeah. polos so i was like okay you can tell who a, the leader yeah, is yeah there's like a bunch of bosses here you know and then like but i really just needed a guy to cut wood right like that's all that i needed <laughs> and i asked somebody who like looked like maybe he was that guy and i was like hey man like can you do this and i fucking hate doing that in the first place because it's just so awkward to have to ask for that it's just like in general and he was like i have to go to this meeting maybe you heard it over the loudspeaker <laughs> I did. I did. Is this as awkward as it feels like to me? Are you okay? Oh, that's funny. Yeah, like, blink twice if you're yeah. in danger right now. Why does it say help you? On, help me on your eyelids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at the same moment, at that, uh, like I had something in my hand that I had a question about, and they were all grouped together. And then they disperse, and to act like I tried asking all, anyone that was as close to me, none of them would fucking even acknowledge me. No, and I'm yeah, like, absolutely. I just saw this little chant you guys do, like, "Oh, customers are important. We're a family." <laughs> like, and then everybody's like, "Nah, fuck you." No, <laughs> like, I mean, just not for as nothing. fast as it happened. When, Get fucked, nerd. When when I was at like the only way that I could correlate that would be that like at the Best Buy chant, there's no way to make an employee hate your customers <laughs> so much as by making them do a chant about how you care about them. Yeah, like I'm more than happy to be nice to anybody. Like if I know something about a thing and you don't, like sure. I'm happy to yeah. talk to you. You know, for a reasonable amount of time, I'll help you out if I can. If you're paying me to help somebody out, I'll do it even more. <laughs> But, like, you're going to make me do a fucking weird Jim Jones thing about it? And now I need to look at that person and be like, yeah, I'm on board. No, that's not a thing. It is not a thing that's happening. I got that uh, another time I was applying for a job. And I don't remember. I know it was door-to-door something. and Vacuum salesman? It was. So- I wanted to say it had something to do with, like, garage doors or something. Okay, and, all right. And so I go in there and I'm waiting with a bunch of other people because they had, like, a, I guess a job fair of sorts but whatever and they all get in to the circle and they start doing that kind of chant thing and i'm just sitting in my seat like everybody else has gotten up who's applying for this job <laughs> right. and i'm just sitting there i'm like what am i supposed to do this and then doors, one of the doors one of the, doors, one of the doors, people that doors, work there doors. that like was already working there he's like oh yeah come on join the fail and i'm like i'm confused here it's like <laughs> Like what? What the fuck is going on? And he's like, "What? What are you? What are you scared?" I'm like, "Yeah, a little. <laughs> like I am genuinely scared." He's like, what are you afraid you can't do it? I'm like, "No, I'm pretty certain I could do this, but I don't want it anymore." Yeah. Like, thanks for the time that I didn't spend. The bosses learning. Who, the bosses who learn how to do that thing where they're like, "What are you scared?" and what have you. Yeah, he was trying to sell me. It's a it's a cult leader thing, yeah. man. For real. I was just like, "This is dumb as shit." Yeah. I had a boss when I worked over at um, what was it a uh, 
uh, it was a sunglass store. Oh, Biggest yeah, one yeah, in the yeah. world. Yep, yep. And this guy came over. He was a regional manager and was working there, and we made commission. And I didn't I, – I probably mentioned this on this podcast, but, like, I, I just did the job. That's all that I did. Nothing beyond that. I wasn't doing as much as he wanted. I wasn't a go-getter. I wasn't, I wasn't really a part of the family. We had a sunglass family. <laughs> and I was afraid to be a part of that because, like, I just wanted to be accepted, but I wasn't sure that I was good enough, you know? And thank God he, like, pulled me aside one day. And he said to me, he was like, listen, you know, like, what are you afraid of with this? And I, I said to him, I, was, I wasn't afraid. But obviously I was, you know? I was just saying what I felt I needed to say. Uh-huh. And thank God he asked me, he was like, what sports do you like? And I said to him, I'm not really into <laughs> any sports for the most part. I'm just, you know, I'm not really. It's not my thing. And bless his soul, he gave me a sports analogy. Oh, great. <laughs> to, to describe. Well, you're getting it anyway, yeah. son. To describe how what I was doing was that I wasn't really going for the goal. Oh. And I need to. And if you want to get ahead in life, you just got to shoot for that goal. And sometimes you are afraid. You're afraid you're not going to make it. You're afraid that maybe you won't make that goal. But if you can get out of your own head for just a moment, just a moment, and realize your worth for this corporation and this family, then you can hit that puck, swing that bat, whatever you need to do, and you can make that win for the team. And then we all benefit. And that was enormously influential. It's like, dude, I like tennis. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) What team am I playing for? So, like, there's two separate things here. So there's, like, the mandatory type things where they kind of get put on you. And uh, we have these where we they can they call it um it's not like employee appreciation day or something like that well yeah. they'll get some sort of trash food for you or something it's not even yeah. pizza i'd like oh. it if it was pizza oh. but um my current head of office is this guy uh I won't give his full name, but we'll say his first name is Vito. He's very Italian. So he like gets these Italian sandwiches that are like an absolute shame to any Italian person. <laughs> so it's Mike's. <laughs> it's kind just Mike's. Kind of, <laughs> yes. But like there, there is such derision because there are the people, the people are only extremes in my job where they're like, oh, yay, free food. Or they're, oh, you eat that food, you're drinking the Kool-Aid, you know, blah, 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 blah. So you actually have this so-called family being forced to fight each other, essentially. Yeah. Divide it's, and conquer. It honestly really does sound like family. <laughs> oh, well, I guess <laughs> in that way, sense. yeah. I feel like it's on purpose that they, they do this thing. It's where a they corporate purposely, management strategy. Like, they yeah. speak a family, but it's, like, actually worked out in a way where it puts everybody against each other. It's, it's divide and conquer. Yeah. It's, it's one of the two main ways that you lead people. Right. You can either lead people by bringing them together and saying, I'm a really strong leader and you all believe in me. Or if you don't have that, you do the opposite and you say, I might not be a great leader, but look around you and see all the enemies <laughs> and who's going to protect you from them. Pretty much. Uh, yeah. So on the other side of that coin are things that are done from like the employee side. Now, this may be more akin to my particular job because it is a union job. So the union will like, will have parties, like a Christmas party or uh, a track day at the horse track or something. <laughs> I was confused what track day was, but all right. No, no, we're not, we're not out <laughs> yeah, like, like, drifting cars or anything. <laughs> but like, those are almost worse than the, the corporate thing because it's like, it's the true believers that we are a family that are trying to do this shit. And I went once 
I've worked for the Fed for 19 years now. I went to one of these outside parties, and all it was was everybody cheating on their spouses with each other. Yeah, that's what it's about. Yeah, and it's I a real game changer. <laughs> it's horrifying. It's nightmare inducing, and they love it. That's how it Fuck is. Fuck all that shit. That's, how it is. that's all I can say. It's a real game changer. When you run that up the flagpole, it sounds good. Uh, no, it worked good in uh, in the testing. Yeah, it was received well. But it's like there's something that it just spreads. And it's like that's not a work entity, but it's still within the confines of work that like you have these indoctrinated people still feeling like we got to do shit outside of work together. Yeah. And like goes, my, my modus operandi uh, these days is like I clock in, I do my job, I clock out. I don't mm-hmm. talk to anybody I work with. I'm jovial enough at work, but I like cut work yeah. out of my head that as goes, soon as I'm clocked off. Enough to do the job. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that goes back to, in my perspective, and this is like a more macro kind of angle of sure. it. Sure. But it's that there was a time, and it wasn't very long ago, where your job was definitely a part of your identity. Mm-hmm. Like you were a cobbler. You know, and your kid would be a cobbler. Your father. Oh, sure. That, that yeah. type of thing. That's a cultural thing. Like, yeah. that's very much in, like, it's, Japan. Yeah, yeah. It's a part of your identity, your job, and, and still is today, for yeah. sure. Like, you know, I mean, obviously, one of the first things when you meet somebody that you've never met before, they'll ask you, you know, what your job what is. What do you do? Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. It, so it still is very much so a thing, but it's very different in that we don't take pride in the work anymore. Now you're just getting paid mm-hmm. because the work isn't delivering to you this, like, emotional thing that we used to get, which is, like, that's the point. Point of pride. Right. And don't get me wrong, it's like you can take pride in your work and still it's still not enjoy it. Still recognize yeah, you sure. can still yeah, keep sure. yourself ostracized from the group yeah, you're, while doing yeah. your job well. But yeah, you don't exactly. have to resign yourself to a cult in terms of yeah, whatever. Right, you exactly. Do. Yeah. Like you can like, be a plumber but not resign yourself to be yeah. like, oh, like I worship to working a fucking bullshit Best Buy like you know I mean I can take pride in saying like I know something about audio equipment like that's neat you know I'm not like ashamed of that that's that's cool you know I learned a little bit about it I was around a lot of audio equipment but like I don't take pride in being a part of this fictitious family yeah Yeah. Yeah. and and I was the same way when I was there that's when I was in college I was going to school for photography I worked in DI digital imagery so I was like I know what I'm actually talking about as opposed to everybody else in my my section yeah and, like, you get a little juice there, but it's honestly, in that atmosphere, not worth it. What you're saying is absolutely true is in, like, kind of the old school way, you would have pride because it, like, it benefited you. You were proud of your work. It benefited you to do a good job. And it was, yeah, it was very— These, corp- it, these corporate structures don't foster that. No, yeah, because you're not actually—like, that's a thing. It's like, you know, for myself, like, uh, you know, and your job is more—it involves more skills and more work than, yeah, like, this— easy, oh, bub. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> but, like, working at Best Buy, like, I knew about audio bullshit, but that's it. That's yeah. all that I knew. I was a fucking kid who worked there, and, like, I knew this little thing that changes all the time, so the skill is obviously lost, and the knowledge is lost. Well, you get to be on uh, top of that shit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, whereas if I was like a cobbler, you know, it's like I like my job would be to keep on top of how you make fucking shoes, you know, and that would be like a skill that's developed over time. Whereas I had a bullshit like push button job. You know, well, that's all that it is. That it is a de- like because when I was working in medical, you always had to keep up and learn, like take these classes. They're online and they were 
fairly easy and you got to pick them, but you always had to learn something to renew your licensing. Oh, interesting. And yeah, every, I, I want to say every two years you would have to like spend say $90 and take and get eight hours of learning. There's a long laundry list because it's medical. So there's, yeah. you know, there's a lot of nuances and whatever, but, and you would have to complete these courses online just to get your license renewed again. Just certification. Kind yeah. Of it's, yeah, it's kind of like that. And at it least was, that is that is of some degree of self benefit to you for well, your yeah, own personal licensing. Yeah. It's something. It, it is, and and especially in that kind of field where that is ever changing and yeah. a little bit more important than getting a stereo in your car. Oh yeah, you know, for I, sure. like, I would rather somebody who knows how to, you know. Perform dialysis. Yeah. Best Buy uh, does know. that too, though. I'm sure they do. <laughs> but have you seen the rates on their dialysis oh, machines? It's crazy. Jesus. It's crazy. Don't go there for I, it. No, I go to Circuit City. Oh. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you guys a question. Sure. Do you think the rise of company culture, mm -hmm. where companies like Amazon, Best Buy, all that, they're getting their employees to be like, oh, you know, come in, work harder, and because you're a part of a family, we'll replace whatever family you have. Do you think that has anything to do? No, but it, it actually does. No, have some, it is funny, but like, but, no, you're right. Do you, you think right. that is the, like, because we do have some sort of societal, like, you know, absence of meaning behind our existences, or do you think it's just a better end for, the, uh, for uh, a corporation to, like, take advantage? I would absolutely say that they pay people way too much to try to figure this shit out. Yeah. They are definitely trying. They know these jobs are not self-fulfilling in yeah. their own right. So, like, they're going to try to foster something that makes you feel like you have a, a whatever. Is there inherent meaning to, yes. Your, yes. to your job? Yes. And I think it's purposeful that they do that. And it's yeah. it, it makes sense. If I were, in fact, if I were to do that looking from top down, say if I was on the other side of that coin... Yeah, I could see where you would have to do that. That makes sense. It just sucks. Yeah. yeah. My perspective on it is that it's a, it's a chicken or the egg thing. Mm. Do people lack identity because of the growth of corporate culture? Because basically that corporations are the new medium, you know, of the past hundred years of how we employ people. There was a time that wasn't very long ago that people were still very much so employed by other people. But at the same time, you also had more self-employment. People had individual jobs before industrialization, which is not a as old as people tend to think that it is. You're going back to More only... or less than a blink of an eye. Yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah. about 100, 200 years. It's yeah. not a long time in human existence. This is a thing that's fairly modern. So it's a chicken or the egg argument. Is it that corporations make it that way or are they merely exploiting a thing that naturally exists? I would say, in my personal opinion, there's no right answer to that because the things happen in synchronicity. That's fair. With yeah. each other. But what I will add to that is that corporations are very good at reading the room with that shit because yeah. they can employ people to do it. You know, a corporation is naturally going to be smarter than one person. You know, they've got a lot of people who are employed to do that type yeah. of shit. They had a lot so, of money to exploit. Exactly. That. They, they have they a have, think tank. They, they, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They have a lot of money to, to do these things. And so what it comes down to is that they have figured out there's a methodology here that can be employed where you basically replace the value. Because everybody obviously needs a human being. You need yeah. to seek value in yourself and what you do, how you occupy your time, you know, which obviously because we need to make money, we need to feed ourselves. You occupy your time with these things. And so therefore it becomes a job in these days. That's what it is. So you occupy yourself with the job and now the corporation has the task of telling you 
why that job is meaningful. Making you work just a little bit harder, get that productivity out of it so that they can milk that and at the same time you maybe feel good about it as well. And especially yeah. Yeah. on the lower rungs of these corporations, these bottom line people say working at like your Best Buys or wherever the case may be, the money's not going to be really enough to keep you there. Yeah. No, because so the, the goal yeah. is to minimize the, the money. The goal is to, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. The goal is to make it so they pay you as little as they can, but yeah. you feel like you belong to yeah. something exactly bigger than yourself. Because, right. the, because the truth of it is, is that it's cheaper to pay somebody a hundred or five hundred thousand dollars a year to come up with a strategy to tell you why you're valuable than it is to just pay you that extra money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's so many people at the bottom, but you only need to pay one person to come up with that strategy. Yeah. So even when you pay them half a million dollars a year, the CEO, the whatever it is, the bottom line is that you're spending less by doing that than you are by actually giving those people what we might think is a fair wage. Because you're saving that money by making everyone that's on the assembly line, so exactly. to speak, yeah. get less. Yeah. yeah. The amount of people that's necessary to do a thing, it's, it's you know, I mean, look at Ford. You've got hundreds of thousands of people. You don't really want to pay them any more than you need to. Yeah. The idea that maybe you pay somebody half a million dollars a year to protect Pretend that those people are worth more and convince them to earn less. That costs you less than giving them $1 more an hour. So it makes sense to yeah. just pay somebody to do that job. Yeah. So the corporation is exploiting a situation that in some ways they've created and in some ways was created and now they're the beneficiary of. By Ford. <laughs> that really, it really does boil down. Are to they Ford. a sponsor? They, well, no. Oh yeah, we don't Big want. Ford. Gonna, yeah. Big Ford. Uh, Big he's Ford. the reason we got five day work weeks. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah. Built Ford. Tough. Well, yeah, I'm I'm built it's American guaranteed lazy. tough. Oh wait, no, that's the Walt. Never mind. Uh, well, well. <laughs> but I mean, it's absolutely true. And like, listen, it is somebody's job to make sure. And like, people need some sort of meaning. Yeah. And that's ultimately, it's like a cheat code for them to at least give you the facility that like you belong here. Yeah. You are important the, here. Yeah. The thing that's replaced with it that you can't genuinely replace is that when you are, and I'll go back to my other analogy, it's that when you are the cobbler, you are actually creating a thing, yeah. Yeah. a unique thing. You're, you know, it's, it's, whether it be big or small, you're the master of that. Yeah. And that has a pride in and of itself. Yeah. And there's a meaning that, behind it. There's a meaning behind it. Yeah. Even if it is small. Yeah. Whereas the way that we have industrialization, to go back to Ford, <laughs> um, the industrialization of it where I don't want you to make a shoe anymore. I just want you to press this button, which stamps out the leather. And that does not give people intrinsic value because they often don't understand, because the, the point is not for you to understand how that reflects upon the finished product. In other words, you're not making anything. You're just doing this one thing. And they There's, never tell you, even if you were to ask, you could be that one employee, well, why do we do this? Right. And then it's just like, oh, you know what? We got a better section right. for you. <laughs> but that's just it. You don't, you don't want for, if you're the CEO of a corporation, you don't want for your employees to know the A to Z on how you make the finished products, yeah. be it a shoe or a car. You don't want them to know that. That's a secret of your corporation. You keep that to you. You just want them to press a button, but they're miserable just pressing the button. So now how do you get them to keep showing up? You have to foster belonging. And you yeah. do that by having a fucking powwow at eight <laughs> and in the morning party. that you don't pizza get paid party. for. And a pizza party. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You assign value where there is yeah. none. That's the bullshit of it. You yeah. go have a picnic, maybe on a Friday, <laughs> and you be like, son of a bitch, I'd no, rather just go to work. It's yeah. usually on a Wednesday or a Thursday because you got to be back so you can't get too trash. <laughs> <laughs> Because you don't got enough PTO, even if you have any. Yeah. 
What's that? Oh, it's this uh, little it's this little con that they do to be like, oh, yeah, we could give you more time off. I think I... it stands for paid time off. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to, but that doesn't always work. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> and hilariously, just in the, the thing of like corporate culture, and I can't speak too much for Christina's job. So she got up high in echelon where she gets what's called unlimited PTO, which is worse than having finite PTO. Because they guilt you into working. Yes. And, and that uh, goes back into the cult-like mentality. Yes. But they only give that to certain people. Because I know there is... In, yeah, there's, she's high up. There is no realm of reality that anybody would give me unlimited PTO. Because I am going to abuse the fuck out of that. In fairness, half the time that I walk in, you are absolutely watching wrestling and playing video games. <laughs> uh, we only have two TVs, and so I can't, I can't be doing both. <laughs> Wow. Because I ran into that, too. I worked for a very prominent radio show, and I was in charge for the entire, like, social media and all that. And every time I'm like, I think I need to take the day off for this, that, and the other reason. And I'm like, ah, I don't think we can let you do that. Yeah. Like, no one else here knows what to do what you do. And I'm like, son of a bitch, I'm falling <laughs> apart. <Yeah. laughs> that kind of sounds like a you problem. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe but you should have like, trained someone else. We talked about about like the lower level, like your base level type stuff, but like things like that yeah. and the the unlimited PTO, but it's more or less it's like on your guilt. Yeah, if you're the CEO of a corporation, and again, it's like I feel like I get it, but it doesn't it doesn't make it right. But right. Like, if you're the CEO, then obviously you use these angles. Yeah, you use the person's emotions against them. It's no fucking coincidence that CEOs are mostly sociopathic. Yeah. yeah. You know, you have this ability to look past what the person is actually dealing with and just use that against them. It's like, oh man, you know, that's terrible, Dan, that you're dealing with some things, you know, like I am too. I also know the struggle, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but like, I just don't know what I would do if you didn't come in on, <laughs> on Friday, yeah. you know, like also, I mean, I don't have any kids, but one of them is dying of cancer. <laughs> <laughs> It's always their fallback, isn't it? And the other one needs a bone marrow transplant. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's like, well, can I get some PTO to maybe be a donor? Yeah. And then, uh, I'm going to need some more PTO. I want your kid to survive. Sorry. No, I mean, I would love that. I would love that, Moses. And that's very that's that's very courageous of you to offer that. But oh, I know my, my shit is my no kid, good. My kid needs to get through this on their own, and they're going to. But I just don't know how they're going to get through it if you don't show up. No, work. I do understand that you don't actually have children. No, I, got, <laughs> I got that, boss. Yeah. <laughs> This is why you got fired. Well, that's probably true. Because there was an instance where I, at this same warehouse. Oh my God, did the boss have fucking, their kid had bone marrow? No, he, no, it was the boss that had it. Fuck that nerd. But I switched over positions to a more high stress and it entailed more responsibility. And I was under the impression that I would be getting paid more because, you know, I'm doing more. And they're like, oh no, we were giving you appreciation. Yeah. And well, that's worth it. Well, no, I would like, cause I always thought about that fam, uh, American dad joke where it's like, oh, hello, credit card company. I don't have money today, but I could pay you an appreciation. Yeah. What? You don't take appreciation? Oh, that's <laughs> right. Oh, that's bizarre. <laughs> it's like, sorry, that's nothing to me. Like I know a good, I know I do a good job because I'm the fucking assholes that's doing it. Like if you're not gonna pay me for it, well then I'm sorry, I'm calling out. You don't have any PTO. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, you can't pay for anything with a son's love. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Right. Sorry, that shit don't work. Maybe it worked for a fucking data list, but it didn't work for me. <laughs> 
But yeah, it's crazy. Uh, as Christina went up through the ranks, like she had X amount of PTO. And when you have a finite given amount of PTO, you actually don't feel that bad about using it because it's like, this is what I'm allotted. Yeah. When they make it a gray area thing, now you feel guilty uh, about using uh, it. Yeah. Well, I guess you got to get past uh, that. Yeah. yeah. You got to, like, because they don't give a shit about yeah. you. You have yeah. to get to the point where guilt it's like, is a tool. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, that's I, why I saw they it like, firsthand. That's why they like doing salary instead of uh, hourly rate, which. Yeah. That's stupid. Like, yeah, you could get paid this amount for a year, but they're expecting you to stay after. Yeah. Yeah. Where I'm like, you know what? Hourly is fine because I Again. work. I, I get paid for what I work. That's fine. Yeah. I don't want to do extra or have to do extra because I'm salary. Like, whatever. I agree with you 100% because the position I have right now is salary. And I'm just like, at this point, I literally just say like, no, I worked eight hours. I'm done. Yeah. No. And because- if you... Salary works if you give the person a share yeah. of that. Yeah. If you make them fair. a part sense, yeah. fair. of the thing. Yeah. But that's just it. It's that that's not really a, a thing anymore. You're not actually going to share in the benefits. The people who, especially when you get up to that corporate level, the people who share in it, it's in the fucking name. It's the shareholders. Yeah. It's the people who didn't actually work, but they have enough money that they can buy it. And that's what it is. So yeah, they, they have get a monetary the vested interest. And there's nothing these, wrong with that. No. But it is wrong for the person who's doing the work that's getting exploited yeah. by the CEO that was put in by the shareholders. That's what it comes down and to. And at that same point, you could still work those hours. And like, and most of the time when you, uh, especially with these big companies, you get a uh, stock in your benefits after 69, what, after 60, 90 days. Like it's a small pittance yeah. of a shit, but like <laughs> no. it's still something. And that can go in the but opposite direction like, too. Cause not for nothing, everybody who fucking worked at, uh, and this is a fucking call, back but everybody who worked at enron oh yeah, yeah. they got fucking well, stock yeah. too but it was getting robbed yeah by all these other people and is that on you yeah that's on you you should have been more aware yeah. but you still definitely got ripped off you know yeah. from your own ignorance but you got fucking ripped the fuck off for a lot of fucking money and that actually happened with one of the companies that i worked for because i had a 401k with a former mm. company of mine, and literally there was a class action lawsuit against oh, them over fucking them not using the stock market in the same uh, in the oh. best possible way yes. to make they money. Weren't using, they were, yeah, they, they, were, they were going they, with their interests, not yeah. the company yeah, interests. Instead called, of the interests of the stockholders. The, the yeah. Work, yeah. It's, it's called fiduciary responsibility. Yes, exactly fiduciary, right. Yeah, yep. absolutely. I got letters for this saying, like, here you go. You can yep. be a part of this if you want to or not. But I'm like, oh, fuck, really? Like, Jesus Christ, I wasn't even paying attention to this. Because yeah, well, you figure with a 401k, you just put your money into it. And, and you have fine. it somewhere. But you, yeah. but you yeah. can't. Yeah, because, like, again, that happened to people at Enron. Yep. Yeah. And, like, I mean, like, for example, I worked at Best Buy. They were like, hey, you can do this thing even though you're fucking making no money. You're a retail employee, but you can invest in this. If you don't know any better, then you can invest in that for sure. I did that with this warehouse that I'm still taught. Like, I had a 401k from other jobs, like, say, like, building up and whatever. And they're like, oh, yeah, you get 401k. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it with this over here and not you guys. But yeah. I'm st- they're still paying into it. And the yeah. same, like, it's just not going back into your pockets yeah. to recycle the money. I've looked at other people's 401ks because, like, I, I take an interest in that type of thing. Yeah. And I've looked at other people's 401s. Sometimes they're, like, low level, not making a lot of money. Maybe let's call it, it could be very low, like 30 grand a year. Next yeah. to nothing, right? Next, yeah. Um, in New Jersey, fucking nothing, right? Yeah. Or they could be making 300 hundred thousand dollars a year a lot of money no matter where you live and even still i've looked at portfolios like this that their business set up for them right yeah and it's invested in things their that shit. do nothing for yeah. the person they yeah. do everything for the business yes yeah. if yeah. i could share uh in line so i work for the fed 
So I don't have a 401k. I have what's called a TSP, a thrift savings plan. Yes. It's a very, it can be very hands-on. You can be in control fully of where your money's going. You can pick your funds that your money's going into, your allotments. And I mean, in my particular agency, they do match up to like 5%, which is pretty significant. That is quite a bit for- And I work with guys that have been on the job 30 years that have never looked at it, never changed it once. They set it up when they first got the job, and right now they're about to retire. They got $25,000. Yeah, because they don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They don't know. And that is, like, that's on you as a person, but at the same time, it's very much so, like, it's rigged against you. Well, also, I'll jump in here, too, because I had a thrift savings plan when I was in the Navy. Yeah. They don't tell you any of this shit. No, they don't. They They purposely don't. Yeah. So you run into that situation where you're like, oh, I thought I could just put money into it, and then I'm done, and then that's it. Yeah. And you just let it ride, and it's there. Yeah. They don't tell you that you have to pay attention to it. Yeah. It's the natural assumption that people make because people are financially ignorant. Yeah. Because it's not Because they trust family. Yeah. Well, because well, because you, you you figure the reasoning is, and it's like, and, and I wasn't in this boat exactly, so I learned earlier than some folks did. But I mean, again, it's like some of the people that I like look at their portfolios are very intelligent people, very fucking savvy people. And I look at it, and I'm like, you've been getting robbed for 10 or 20 years. Yeah. The amount of money yeah. that's lost is in the hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. that could have been theirs. And instead it went to their employer. And it's, it's just absolutely insane. So, I mean, it like, it is on you as the individual, but at the same time, the system that exists, that was created at some point and evolves in this in this day and time, it's very much so slanted against you. As yeah. you know, yeah. but I'm, this is- I'm, I'm very big on personal responsibility. But not everybody is. And it's not even that they're not again, they're not for personal responsibility. They just don't know. Yeah. They just don't know. Yeah. And this particular entity that I work for, a federal agency, I see it a lot with the military guys. Yeah. Because I've actually belonged to a lot of different groups that deal with TSP and trying to educate people on TSP. Because like I said, I'm working with people that are retiring that have less than 50K in this account. And I have hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. in mind because I'm active on it. I watch things. Because yeah, you know it's about it. It's not that yeah. it's yeah. wrong for you to have it. It's just like it's wrong for them not to the let only them ben- know I'm not and smarter than anybody. Yeah. The only benefit is that I knew yeah. I had to watch a level it. of control yeah. over it. But yeah. this was where my point was. Like, they don't teach you any of this shit in no, school. They don't. No, they don't. In teach school, you- I still struggle to figure out how to uh, pay taxes and I have a fucking accountant and it's just still like something that was never even brought up yeah. in, in school. It's like, oh, I read Romeo and Juliet probably <laughs> seven years straight. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, none of that means anything. Does the catcher in the rye mean nothing? I'm holding my Caulfields over Ah. here. I'm pretty sure that you can just mail in a text of that, and they just pay your taxes for you. Well, it's about the appreciation. Yeah. Yeah, let's get some use out of that button. (laughs) It's the only one I have. Oh, I got more. So, you know, easy, because we can't afford more of those. But it's like, yeah, it's, yes. Please, like, try to look out for yourself, but, like, if you're also somebody in the know and you see somebody that maybe isn't taking advantage of something that is allotted to them, maybe say something to them. If you can't help them, maybe steer them in the direction of resources that can help them. The bottom line is that when it comes to money and your employer, if you work for a big entity, then you cannot trust them. No. They're most likely doing things that benefit themselves, and that's all there is to it. You have to look at it yourself, and if you don't know what you're looking at, 
then either look to a friend who does know yeah. or find a friend who knows. There, there are resources out there. If yeah. you have access to the internet, and if you're listening to this, you have the ability to yeah. to, to get to resources. How'd you get here? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also that's a shame of it, too, because it's just another responsibility. We're going on the personal yes. responsibility yeah. thing. Yeah. And people already have so much on their plate. Oh, oh yeah, because yeah. yeah, they're working like two or three jobs, and they yeah. have like three different 401ks from big business, and they're just... Just trying to fucking put food on well, the even table. If, even if you don't have like, two or three geez, jobs, right. even if you just have a nine to five job, maybe you have kids, maybe you have a relationship, maybe you just have fucking things to do. It's a lot to just be like, all right, now I got to follow my 401k. I'll, or I'll my say, because then you got to give yourself I'll a self class. I'll say and, this, I'll say this, and it's like a, a personal conversation that I have with my mother, who's like, she did taxes for a while yeah. for individuals, not for businesses. So it was like pretty basic taxes, W-2 kind of shit. She did that when she was working for a lawyer for many years. And there was conversations we had where I would say to her, I was like, this is fucked up, blah, blah, blah. It shouldn't be this way. And she would say, well, it's that person's responsibility, yada, yada. And we had this conversation for many, many years. And eventually we we both grew as people. And she saw some of the things that I was saying, as I saw some of the things that she was saying. But the bottom line about it is that I said to her, like, once she came around a little bit more to my side, I said to her, I was like, listen, mom, I was like, you've told me for years that I could do my own taxes, right? And I was like, I can't. I don't (laughs) know how to do (laughs) them. I've looked at the form. I don't understand it. It's very complicated to me. I can do other things. Like, there's many things that I would like to pat myself on the back and be like, I'm good at this thing, even though it's hard for other people, right? I got that. I, and there's a but, ton of tax knowledge you need to do. Just yeah, to yeah. And, also, and it changes all the time. Yeah. And she did come around to that perspective, and I was like, this is what it is for, like, for any fucking regular person. Yeah. I was like, you happen to be skilled at this math and, like, understanding how these government forms work. You've also been doing it for 50 fucking years. So you have yeah. the practice. So you should be yeah. good at it, yeah. But for me, it's enormously complicated. Imagine how it is for somebody who did didn't grow up with you, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Who had no input at all, yeah. and, that's and it's, yeah, yeah. Because my yeah. situation is because I came up with people that told me to get on that shit immediately yeah. in the type of family I grew up in. A lot of people don't have that. Yeah, that's exactly. Like, yeah. I've done my taxes in the past before, and they were fairly straightforward. So there wasn't yeah. like a whole lot oh, of yeah. complication. Only and I didn't end up. Well, yeah. I, I wound up getting money back, which I was impressed with from me just doing it because right. I have a loose grasp of just math. That just means that you. But overpaid in the first place. I mean, you know, yeah. well, no, that's fine because that's always a nice reward. Like it's kind of that. It, it is a fucking scam. That uh, feeling that oh, I'm getting money back. Like you should get a lot of fucking money back. You yeah. should honestly. You, you shouldn't be paying fucking you, taxes on taxes that you paid on taxes. You on. got your like, own but, money like, back. Yeah. Is the thing the government doesn't but give you any money? It is that kind of thing. Yeah. It is it's, that kind of thing. Like because now it looks good in your mind. Like oh, I'm getting money back. Yeah. So yeah. you feel uh, this. Uh, the government only took your twenty grand instead yeah. of the thirty that I thought <laughs> that I owed them. Uh, I imagine there was more, but it was just like you know, fine. But like it was, it wasn't easy. Yeah. And I was using these fucking, like, turbo tires, and, like, I know there was money that I was leaving on the table, but I also am lazy as fuck. Well, yeah, so you're, I'm like, you're, you're using, like, you're getting the disc yeah. from TurboTax or whatever. I'm like, oh, I only got to pay $20 to use it this one time. 
fine. Like it's easier than me having to go to someone and ju- and then at that point when you go to someone, it's just like, oh, I didn't know any of this. Yeah. And it's just like, oh man, I'm stupid. <laughs> but how else would you know that? Well, no, it's that's like, another thing. Yeah. Like it shouldn't be like I get the personal responsibility, but like it's the how do you it, know that's a responsibility if, if it's not know. a thing? You know, yeah. if you don't know, you don't know. Exactly yeah. right. That's because like. As a person that's very big on personal responsibility, I have to acquiesce on that because information, not everybody has that. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Or yeah. they have time to access it, right. too. Yeah. Like, really, like, and I got to start looking even have, into the stock market. Or even have the resources to understand you it. Yeah. You don't, or even yeah. if you were yeah. looking it up. I say the same thing about, I mean, it's applicable to everything. I say the same thing about political or historical arguments that I have with people where do you really have the time? Right. To research every aspect of this, like, politician or this thing that's happening in the world. You know, do you have eight hours every day to dedicate to understanding what's going on in fucking Israel, Palestine, (laughs) you know, so that you can be an educated person on that subject? The answer is obviously no for almost everybody. Pretty much. And that's that's how a lot of politicians skate by. They just like, oh, I run as the Democrat. I run as the Republican. Team blue versus team red. Just vote for me. I'll do the work for for you, but the yeah. reality of it is, is that once any of these people get in there, I mean, again, that's what it is. It's like you count on the, uh, you know, I, and it's, it's it, unpopular opinion here, but the way that it should be is that you count on the IRS to do a good job because we're all Americans. <laughs> yeah. And we're well, supposed, I get it, I get it, <laughs> but we're supposed to pay the appropriate amount in taxes to fulfill what this government's doing. What it does with the gut, what it does with the money is a different story, but we pay the taxes that we're supposed to pay so that that this government can do whatever the fuck it is that it does, right? Yeah. But instead what happens is, is that the IRS is very much so invested in, and to bring it back to this conversation, they're invested in corporations that are invested in wealthy people. And so now the weight falls on your regular everyday American where our taxes are complicated, where I can't do my own, you know, where nobody in this room can do their own rightfully. And instead it's basically just along these lines that it just, it falls on all of us to do it and we become the victims essentially of this this system that chooses because it's easier it would be my argument that there's many arguments there but it's that it's easier to go after regular people than it is to go after rich one, people uh, yeah. oh yeah because yeah, one there's more of them yeah. and two they're very undereducated yeah. Yeah. yeah and if you go after Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk then they have a lot of lawyers they, yeah. Yeah. they have an yeah. army of lawyers yeah. Yeah. they'll so put up a fight in, into if the you go after anyway. me if you go after me and you're the IRS and you're like hey Pete you did your taxes wrong and, you're running uh, scared Oh, yeah, exactly. And they're like, well, you need to give us another 500 bucks? I'd be like, all right. Yeah. I just want yeah. this to go away. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know? right. If you're Elon Musk, you're like, fuck you. Yeah, $500 is a Because I'm about to piss in your face. It's also something that ties back to what I was talking about before. It's not just the resources. It's, it's the time. time. Elon Musk has the time yeah. to pick that fight. Yeah. Time is, the time time is to just pick another out the people to fight that fight. Yeah. Time yeah, is just absolutely. another resource, and that's yeah. all that it is. It's that Elon Musk can afford to pay people to spend that time. Yeah. He doesn't have to do it himself. Yeah. But it's the same way as like, I mean, it's the exact same thing. Like if I get a fucking speeding ticket and I have to go to court and sit there for yeah. fucking hours on end, I take yeah. that into account. But if I had millions of dollars, I would never go to no. court. Yeah. I would just have my lawyer if show up for me and mil- argue my case yeah. and it would yeah. get thrown out. If you had millions of, of dollars, what the fuck are you doing driving yourself? That's yeah. fair. That's also <laughs> like, fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's that there's a, him. There's for, a lot of very wealthy yeah. people who do drive. Oh, I know. Because they should at least. But like, it's what... <laughs> 
I, I, I don't know how much time we have, but I did want to bring up transparency and pay amongst coworkers. Because oh. I've worked at a lot of places okay. where they're like, oh, like I've gotten bonuses on the hush hush, which, mm. and they're like, oh, don't tell anybody you've gotten this because I would make a stink about like being underpaid and I'm, I'm putting out uh, more work than I'm getting paid for. And this is more of a or less uh, way of, of them kind of shutting me up. But they they would be like, oh, if you do that, like they made me sign an NDA and whatever. And it's like, uh-huh. and it's interesting. It is. It was weird because I'm like, this doesn't seem very legal. But whatever, because I'm getting it, and I don't. I, I didn't it's really very give, legal. Yeah. Like Typical. I didn't give a fuck about the other people I'm working with. Like for the most part, you know, like I care about their well being. But you know, if I'm getting more, this is something that, but. that I, I very rarely think about because being that I work for the Fed, I got paid on a scale. Yeah, that but shit a lot of happen. Th- a lot of unless things, you go into management. Yeah. A lot of things, like even when you're uh, interviewing or signing mm-hmm. on to a new company, they're like, oh, what are you looking to get paid? And you give them whatever, you you know, whatever you say. Yeah. And there's obviously a pay rate. And I'm talking like really bottom of the, you know, bottom of the rung kind of jobs. Sure. Where you're, eh, it's a $15 an hour job. That's what they advertise. And there's negotiation a bit if you have other, like some skills that would work for that or you've done this before. Or, and But they're also like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, don't tell don't tell this guy who's been there for like three years. Yeah. And now I'm get like, I'm there a, a week and I'm getting paid more than him. And it's like, no, you can totally do that. That is legal. Like, talk it's, about what you're getting paid. So, so that like, way everybody gets the, the same. But you that's know? just it. It's that the government, in terms of the way that they write the law, you're, I agree with you morally, but that's not the way that the actual law is. When you sign an agreement with a new company, you get hired somewhere, and they have you do a non-disclosure agreement. Then- well, that was in the instance of this bonus, this pretend bonus that I was getting. Like, it, it, like I, yeah, it was a well, bonus then- because it was more money than I was going to get. But that also seems illegal, but maybe that's not. But talk to your coworkers and see what they're getting paid. That way you can have like a fucking understanding of we live what in a you cu- should be getting. We live getting. in a culture where you don't share that. Yeah, yeah. And- that's one of the things stupid. you don't bring up. It yeah. seems stupid, especially if you're working at the same fucking job doing the same thing. And like, say, I agree. Yeah. say me and you started same day and I'm getting paid 15, you're getting paid 12. And there's no real difference between us. Like, we're both doing a good job. You yeah. know, we're doing the job and there's nothing Corporations different. Corporations have a vested interest in that conversation not happening. Oh, I yeah. know they yeah, do. And, yeah. But don't allow that. Like as a, and it's just what a you're describing worker. is is workers empowerment, which this country is against. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, yeah it's, it's practically unionizing mm-hmm. right. at that point. Right. The difference between CEO pay to debt and the lowest paid employee in the corporation, whatever corporation it happens sure. to, disparaging. Yeah. And then if you go back to 1950, yes, the difference I believe today is something like 600 to one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you go back, then it's a third of that. Pretty much, yeah. So in other words, people who are at the top of the food chain are paid significantly yeah. more yeah. ratio-wise than the people. No, the yeah, that ratio mm, is yeah. ballooned is that right? out like yeah. crazy. Yeah. And it's and, ridiculous, too. Yeah. And I will say this, and I will say something in defense of it, mm-hmm. though I do think that that's an enormous problem. What I will say is that what the CEO gets paid in a modern corporation is a tiny amount compared to what they make in profit. The oh, vast, for sure. The vast, Which is more egregious of a fucking... A problem because they're making a fraction of the overall, and the CEO gets paid quite a lot. Anyone in that higher yeah, up, the shareholder, the shareholders get yeah. the bulk. I'm not of saying that you know the guy working the line should get paid the same amount as the CEO. We do like, I get that, but there's money to be like, given out the there. The shareholder 
throughout the past yep. several decades yes. demands more and yep. more. And in some cases, the shareholder is some rich person, but the shareholder could also be some old guy with a pension. Yeah, exactly right. It's part, of, it's part of his pension yeah. portfolio, wherever yeah. the case may be. So it's not just that it's, in other words, like the people who benefit from the stock market, which is really what we're talking about, those people, yes, they're disproportionately wealthy, but there's also regular people in there too. So when you change, this is part of the reason that it stays the same. It's that there are a lot of people in there who are just older folks and they fucking vote. And that's the reason the politicians go along with it. It's not just rich people. It's just, sometimes it's just old people who are a part of the system, you know, or people who happen to have bought stocks at some point, you know, like it doesn't need to be like shitty people. It is, it is disproportionately rich people. Don't get me wrong, but there's this other element to it. There is collateral in there that are just regular. Well, there's always gonna be, but at the same point, there's like, I like maybe this could be a, a topic for another one. Like, you have a million dollars. What are you spending it on? Well, well like, like, yeah, like yeah, yeah, in yeah. a year, like, because I, I would say this. This has been a, a long argument of mine because I believe in the capitalistic concept. I believe in that in essence. But what I will say is that if you have a hundred billion dollars, one, you only got it by being a criminal. Prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. And two, you will never be able to spend that in any sort yeah. of decent way. Well, I mean, a lot of times when they amass that amount of money, they just leave it to it their children. It trickles down through the grandchildren. Yeah, children, children, but, uh, and then they just yeah. end up wasting the money because they don't know how to right. earn money my, or do anything My point like that. is that I don't have a problem with people getting rich. I don't have an issue with people accumulating more money than I got. You know, if it's a hundred million dollars, that's a shit ton of money. You never need to work again. You can just live a nice cush life, right? Yeah. And you and your kids will all have shit and what have you. Hundred million dollars is a lot of money. If you make a billion dollars, just extrapolate from there. But a hundred billion dollars, you've now reached a point where you're like almost on parity with the government. Yeah. And that is, it's not that the person was wrong for doing it. It's that the government failed by allowing it to happen. That's my point. I I tend to agree with you on that, yes. Well, I think we had a really good discussion <laughs> yeah, about yeah. corporate culture. Went really into economics yeah, for a well, little bit. Sorry, guys. Kind of but, unavoidable, a yeah, bit, I guess. It, but. it happens from time to time. Yeah. But if you happen to enjoy this podcast, then be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Leave us a five-star review. Check us out on YouTube and Rumble. Make sure that you like, comment, share, and hit that notification bell. Follow us on social media. We are at Loud and Drunk on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. If you enjoyed this podcast, then become a Loud and Drunk supporter at loudanddrunk.locals.com and patreon.com slash loudanddrunk. Justin. Do you have any closing thoughts? Just look out for yourself. Like, as best you can, take care of yourself. And uh, a job's a job. You got to do what you got to do. But always take care of you and yours in the end. Moses, closing thoughts. I'd like to digress a little bit. Because we've been very negative on companies, but they're just people, too. Uh, (laughs) Okay, Mitt Romney. (laughs) I'll bet you $10,000. Fuck bitches, get money. There you go. That's actually the best closing thought. Yeah. So for Justin Moses, and I always forget your name, so it doesn't matter. I'm Dan. Oscar Wilde. Okay, Robert Smiles. Yeah, that was not your fucking name. You're Norman Smiley. (laughs) I like that we ended it with a wrestling thing. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. And until next time, this was Loud and Drunk. Bye-bye. Norman Smiley. (laughs) Oh, man, I forgot about that guy.